Welcome to Jammers in the Rough. As always, we have our lovely co-host, Josh. I'm just going to TSA you, Winters. Cody, the absolute worst, decided to make his comeback this week. Um, Waldron. And we got Mr. Art of Empty himself, Manny Soul Crusher Trujillo. Welcome to Jammers in the Rough. How you been? It's been a long time, so glad to have you back. Yeah, it's been too long. So what's been going on in the world of, well, Soul Crusher? Oh, it's actually been a little bit slow. I mean, the, the discs and the towels that I just showed were, were the new things. Um, the shirts, I've kind of gotten a little bit behind on. I have some designs I'm working on. Um, oh, man, I don't have my iPad or I'd give you a sneak peek of the next design. Ooh. Um, but uh, I got I, I started a new job. It's been a couple months, but I got back into video games because my wife was like, you need a you, you know, I need a consistent paycheck going into the bank account. I was like, fine. <laughs> I actually got a call from um, from the company that does Mortal Kombat. And mm. I got excited about that. I ended up not getting that job because they wanted someone to move to Chicago. And I was like, nope, I'm just staying in Colorado. So I talked to after, after that, you know, it's been about a year and a half since I've actually been working in video games. But after that, I was like, Hey, you know what? I got excited about that job. If I find the right job, I'll take it. So it's a contract position. Um, you know, so I'm working on a game with a company called Lightspeed. Uh, big old just open world game and just doing a bunch of animation again. The problem with that, I mean, I love it. You know, I, like I said today, I was like, sometimes I just got to tell myself, dude, I draw pictures and I animate for a daily basis <laughs> from my basement. Life doesn't suck. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, that just, you know, that took, uh, that took a lot out of my personal stuff just because I still have clients. You know, I had a bunch of clients even before I started this job and I'm still trying to get through a backlog of, of stamps really. Um, so the soul crusher stuff is falling a little bit by the wayside, but I'm clearing all my backlog of clients and getting back on that. Um, after worlds, you know, it's, you know, whenever I go to a big event like that, it, it just really hypes me up on what I'm doing and, and tells me what I'm doing is a good thing. You know, well, so so I'll get some stuff out real soon. Um, I don't know. Were we live when I showed those discs? Uh, I don't think so. No. Nope. Yeah. So I'll, I'll show off. A, you know, like I got all these MD3s. And uh, like I told these guys before we went live, I'm going to uh, I will post when these go up um, to the lounge before I. Uh, uh, Cosmic Wolf. Um, I got about 45 left of these and they're all different, either soul crusher stamps or, um, or, uh, or, or the cosmic wolf with, which is, Oh, look at this one. Oh. I've been loving the rainbow shatter stamp. That's kind of, oh my God. My... Got, and I don't know if you saw, uh, Adam stamp God's post. They have, um, they just, uh, got, what is it? Uh, what did he call it? Like winter camouflage or something like that. It looks awesome. Yeah. I'm so stoked to get some stuff hmm. in that, you know? So, um, but yeah, I got a bunch of these MD threes that I'll put up on the site. I'm going to let the lounge know first. Um, I got these towels. 
to who? They have pairs, and then they say Soul Crusher on the other side, and they come with towel clips, towel holders <laughs> with minis, so you can just pull it right off. It's got the bear on it. Hang it on your bag. Hang it wherever you want. So nice, easy access stuff. That's the big stuff I got for Soul Crusher right now. You know, um, one other thing that's exciting that, that I'm working on, similar to what you guys are doing here, I might actually have to talk to one of you guys that sets this up because I'm still uh, investigating the stream. But I'm going to start a weekly stream. Oh, Josh? Josh will be your okay. guy, yeah. Josh, I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to message you to talk to you about this. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. Because I'm going to start a stream where all I'm going to do is talk about stamp art. I think there's a serious lack of someone really discussing all the different stamp art that is out there and, you know, having, having guest artists come in and talk about their art or if they have a release, you know, um, talk to uh, Double Ram, Michael Ramanowskis, who did the Bendy James, and I'm going to try and get Mike Insko. You know, maybe I'll, uh, I'll talk to Skeet, see if he wants to do it, but I'm just going to talk to a bunch of artists. And in the podcast, I'm going to try and talk – everything you know about stamps that come out that i like um and you know maybe the history of of what stamp art has been hopefully you know I, i'm gonna poke avery about that i don't know if i'd be able to get him to come on but just get his opinion on like you know what the history of stamp art is and kind of where it really began and what it was before and what it is now so i just want to talk about the art of the disc man yeah that sounds awesome yeah. yeah. Well, I think it so taps those are, into those like are kind of the big things I have going on right now. Well, no, I was just gonna say, like, I think it taps into like that market of like what makes disc golf so great is that our pros and everybody in the disc golf world is so accessible, and so now you're kind of taking that next step of making like the artists and the people that bring life to these discs, you're making them accessible and having like open-ended conversations with that on a weekly basis. Which, you know, I'm dying to hear because I think when you start to look at whether it's your stamps or other stamps, like there's always those stories behind it. There's always those subtle intricacies. And like one of my things, like I remember last time you were on our podcast, you were showing off a lot of your sketches. And then I could start to see like when the Cloudbreaker 3 came out, like, oh, I kind of, they had glimpses of this or the new Cloudbreaker that came out stamp. Like, oh, I saw some of this. Oh, this kind of reminds me of the Crown Eagle, but now it's turned facing. Like you can start to yeah. see some of that history and dialogue. And when these mm -hmm. art pop up, it's just kind of cool to see that. Yeah. Oh, look at that! You got both of them right there. <laughs> I brought I because when I when I first got the new Cloudbreaker, uh, <coughs> the main thing that caught my eye was like the little, the little wings here and the feathers, and I was like, man, that kind of looks like that. So it looks like <laughs> yeah. they just kind of said you pretty much took Cloudbreaker, the crowned eagle, and just like flipped it forward. So I thought that was really cool. And I love, Thanks. I love the design, man. It is, it's yeah, killer. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, it was definitely something that that I I was trying to do. Definitely was a little throwback to that because I really, I really like that crowned eagle design. Yeah. And uh, you know, for as much flack as the Cloudbreaker three got, um, you know, it was uh, I still I, a lot. It's kind of funny, you know. A lot of the, the haters, especially on Reddit, I, I make the mistake of going on Reddit every once oh, in a no. while and, and reading <laughs> Don't some do stuff. Um, but I do interact with people, you know. I do I do comment. I'm like, you know, I always ask, like, what 
what do you like or what don't you like? You know, what don't you like about this stamp? What would you rather see? Um, so I do take that into consideration doing a bunch of different stamps, you know, and, uh, and for, for the sky God, the new sky God and, and the cloud breaker three, you know, I actually thought that a lot of those were, um, were some of my best work as far as illustration on a disc. I really still feel that. And I thought they were beautiful. The iron samurai, you know, the, the big old Mecca iron samurai. I love some of those stamps and I thought I was just, you know, I, I still think that those are such a high bar and, you know, some people didn't like it just because I think it was just, well, one, a lot of them didn't like some of those because of, the plastic it was on, you know, Oh, the cloud breaker is not swirly. How can it be a cloud breaker? If it's not swirly, you know, and, and it's just like, then it just kind of steamrolls. Oh, I don't like the stamp. Um, but, uh, um, it's, uh, I really love those designs and I was so happy with the, the way those figures came out and everything like that. I was stoked. I love the sky God. I love the cloud breaker. You know, there's just so much in it. Yeah. But I think that's the big misconception like a lot of people have is like this is a story of artist and you know whoever you're designing it for. So like the tour series signature disc, you know, so like when you grab like the Sky God 4, it's an open dialogue between you and Simon. And I think people forget that it's not it's yes, technically for like us as buyers, but it's created with you two in mind, and then you're kind of selling that out. So like it tells that story like I think with the Iron Samurai 3, being able to kind of tell and see some of that story as it develops and have, like, Eagle talk about it. For me, the only complaint I ever had was, like, you have such a detailed stamp, and it's so small. Like, like I just wanted to see it bigger. I wanted to see a double stamp with it because I always thought, like, if you were to have the sky a different foil than the, the person, yep. that would pop. And so, like, my criticism for it was, like, never the stamp. It was just, like, no. Dismania needs to take a cue from Infinite or Thought Space Athletics and figure out a way to how to make this stamp really pop. And I think they've done it where you start to look at like the Razor Claw 3 that's coming out. All of their stamps complement, um, well, complement your stamp. So all of the foils complement your stamp. So you see the blue hollow and you just see that that claw match the plastic with the, and it just like really pops out in a whole different light. And I think they're doing a lot better at that. But yeah. yeah. So that, I always just want more of it, I guess. <laughs> I'm still trying to convince them that they, we need to, they need to get a stamp machine or a couple of them that are, you know, double, triple foil, you know, because yeah, that's yeah. where, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's out there that, that you could just really take advantage of. And I haven't really done enough of those. I've done some, you know, I, I have uh, one that dress dropped on MVP. There's a couple other ones, you know, uh, I have a MVP open one that's coming out soon. Shh, don't tell anyone. Um, uh, no one knows what that design is. I'm not going to show that. But, yeah, I mean, it's just getting to do those triple foils is, is fun, you know. And it's uh, it's a challenge for sure, figuring out what's going to look best. Um, so it's it's it would be nice if we could get Discmania to do to get a triple foil stamp. Well, I think that's like the way it's like headed. Yeah, think about the Sky God one, the one that had the different colored wings. Yeah. I mean, people went bonkers for those, and it really made it pop because you saw the guy, you saw the wings stick out. Yeah. Um, hold, and hold I, on. it makes hold me on. think for people that don't know where that is, let me dig one up. I, I got a few. 
He's like, oh, I got 12. Oh, yeah. 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 Manny's about to pull oh, out the gems. That's how I feel about the um, the new Iron Samurai 3. If they would have done the Samurai in a different color than his surroundings, same as the Sky God 3, it would have been a total different experience. Yeah. And I think people would have been – because like Manny said, people complained about the plastic first, and then they were like nitpicking, like, ah, it's overstable. It's not flat. Yeah. So The thing with like the triple plastic or triple uh, stamp uh, foil – it's just you can do so much more with it, and it's becoming a, a norm in some of like the bigger brands. And so it's 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 time for Dismania to do it. I'm excited to see what they would do, too. Yeah, I would love to do that on a regular basis. Okay, so uh, I mean, can you see this, or should mm-hmm. I pull it out? Of, let me pull it out of the bag <laughs> and throw it, throw it, throw ah. it. No. <laughs> Hoo hoo! So cool. This oh one's a yes. One. If you can't see, then, uh, uh, he's holding up a Sky God one with gold wings and a blue body. It pops. Yeah. Uh, I like this one. Look at this one. It's more of a purple body. Oh, yeah. Mm. And this is more pink than it's showing up there. But see, I just feel like that adds so much more depth to the art. And I feel like if you knew, like, no going in that this is what it's going to be, you can get so much more creative with your designs because now you can start to layer it. You can build depth in your stamp versus trying to make it like, oh, it's all going to be one color. So how do I bring this to life being like one unidimensional, like, you know, black and white, so to say. So it's like, I just like because it just adds that separation, which is always appealing to the eye. Ooh, man, the blue on blue pops more than you would think. Well, this is green, actually. Yeah. Oh, this it's green. green. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. green. That's why he's a PE teacher, guys. You can't yeah. tell his colors apart. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> okay, I mean, talking true. about upcoming stamps. This has already been shown, so I can show this one. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Oh, is that the uh, Metal Flake MD1? Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk a little bit about that stamp? Because I absolutely love it. I can't really. Yeah. Man, I could talk for hours on this stamp. This stamp, this particular stamp, what did I just show? Look, Oh, I got a blue on blue here that's gorgeous. Oh, that's a good one. Like the blue hollow. Yeah. Gold on red. That golden red looks nice. See, that makes it easy to see. I like that. Because I couldn't tell it's a frog, it looks like, right? It is yeah. a frog. Yeah. It looks like um, a little bit of like Perkins meets Lazat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, speaking of sketches, hold on. And we could talk about this and I'll give me a second. I'll pull out some sketches. Is he dropping a Night Strike on. 4 on us? <laughs> You've seen it here first, folks. Night Strike 4. Oh, man. The uh, the Razor Claw 3, the the way the wording's done like in the stamping, it looks like it's double stamped because mm-hmm. of how he drew it. It's it's really cool looking in person, but you didn't get any flag foils, so I'm upset. Oh, speaking of Night Strike Four, um, someone it was someone on the lounge. Um, that they just was, posted uh, about it. That was talking about like the new Leo Perrinin. They're not calling it the Royal Rage anymore. It just says like it's the Lion. I did that as well. Mm-hmm. It's oh, got sick. like. Similar thing to the crown eagle and the cloud it's sideways, maker. right? Yeah, it's a sideways one, yeah. and it has like 
pieces coming off and it turns into triangles. It's more scattered, you know, not as quite as organized as the crowned eagle and the cloud breaker. Um, but, uh, but the night strike four was a four. Yeah. We were going to do a night strike four that, um, I actually started artwork on and hopefully we can use it for the, uh, whenever we end up doing a night strike for i haven't gotten just for the record i have not gotten that is not on my to-do list <laughs> so i can neither confirm or deny that that is happening um but that was actually supposed to be the uh zen and okay. nate perkins is the one that actually pulled the plug on that one and said i don't want to release something that is not an fd um as a night strike that is yeah. not color that is not color glow and is not an fd so that's when we switched to the zen concept okay it's kind of like when uh peronin brought the royal rage over to the instinct so like they kept Ooh. that with that but then perkins was like no 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 night strike is fd let's go a different direction here yeah, and that okay. was actually even before that uh, that dropped. He made the decision to because uh, you know I don't I don't necessarily I pretty much do the art that they tell me to. You know, um, so I'm not. Uh, oh man, I cannot find this at all. Um, so when they say they they're doing a night strike for Royal rage Two. I do the artwork, you know, it's not my decision, which disc it's going on, mm -hmm. but I thought it was interesting that they switched the disc on that. And, uh, but I didn't, I didn't really, you know, that wasn't anything. That's not my choice. Yeah. You know, I'm the art guy. I'm not going to go in there and say, well, you know, I don't know if that's a great idea or whatever. I thought it was, you know, I, I, I I wish we would have gone with a different design on that or just like what they're doing now, just not enable, uh, labeled it a Royal Rage. Um, I Again, you know, that was one a lot of people had feedback on, but a lot of the feedback that you saw was all really like, how can this be a Royal Rage and not be an FD2? Yeah, well, because everybody wanted FD2, and I feel like, I think that's a good like like question about like, well, art on a disc, does that belong to, like, to that disc kind of forevermore? Or should it follow the athlete, like, moving on? You know what I mean? Like, because mm. I feel like it's always tough. Like, you're right. Like, I don't think I want to see a snake, like a Night Strike 4 on anything but an FD. And I don't even care if, like, it's a C-line or glow or not. To me, it's just always associated with the FD. And it'd be hard to kind of buy into it otherwise. But it's tough when you want to keep some of those, like, designs. Like, I feel like you know, the lion being such a pivotal person to who Leo is, obviously, like, his name and everything, like, I can see him wanting that to follow him on his signature disc, and so it's like, oh, man, like, really, where does this, like, truly belong, and how do you start to, like, navigate that to, you know, appeal to people? <laughs> yeah, so, but, you know, I'm I'm glad Nate pulled the plug on, on that one. I think it was the correct decision, um, but I still have that artwork, and it's um man i'm going through so much artwork here right here that i'm like man i wish i could show you guys this i was stuff. gonna say can't you just go whoop 
<laughs> nope, nope. Did that nope, actually no. go live? <laughs> no, I, I can't. And there's stuff that, you know, that Discmania has that, man, I wish they would release and do something with. Yeah. Um, there's always tomorrow. There's yeah. Always tomorrow. Oh, wait, look. Here, here's I'll be this. optimistic. Speaking of Leo, that is the, that's the sketch that we went with. Yeah. I like that. It looks so uh, sweet. And you can see all the other lions that I kind of. Top left looks like, like this the one. Uh, like nice this one. number one. Mm -hmm. So. But I want to show you some of these mind bender oh, sketches. My favorite. Josh, I'll take the mind bender. Oh, that's still. It's one of my favorites. Uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite stamps ever. Mm. I think that one just nailed it, hit it out of the park. It was, I mean, it just looks great in my opinion. Yeah, the lines are so good, and the the details where it's not it's not like too much, but it's still a lot of detail. Yeah, I love it. I, love it. I still fight with that because you know, being being an illustrator and everything like that, I I fight with the detail, <coughs> not with the companies. Um, but with myself trying to figure out like how much detail I can actually put in, um, Ooh, oh, that's a cool one. Yeah, it these is. were, these were sketches that I sent in for the cloud breaker. I like that top right one, that first sheet, the mm -hmm. side profile of the head. So that's that's what ended up being the final, but there's a couple other ones in here. Yeah. That kind of looks like the old Naibo stamp on the T-Bird. Remember that one? It was like kind of like the, Wait, like the which arms one? out. One of them just the wings out. I think that I just love yeah. how that looks. Yeah. Now oh. I do I do remember Perkins. Didn't Perkins say they weren't gonna make it ever make a night strike four? I remember him coming out and say that, but well. I think part of the reason that that was said was because uh, initially when we were doing these, that sketch has to be in a different pile. I'll be right back. <laughs> all right. All right. Now, Paige, you were talking about how you don't care what the FD or Night Strike 4 is on as long as it's an FD. And it makes me think of Sky God. Sky God 1, regular seed line. Sky God 2, swirly. Sky God 3, glow. And then Sky God 4 was new Italian plastic. So... But it still stayed the same mold, which I yeah. like. And I think that's what killed the um, Royal Rage 2. People were like, no, it's not a it's not a uh, FD, Glow FD2. I don't want it. But yeah. the Instinct's not a bad disc. It's a no, good it's disc. Not. But there's a lot. There's the FD2 like cult following that was like so excited to have another FD2. And well, I think like an Instinct is not an FD2. And the Instinct is a very like niche like they beat in to be like absolute glidey bombers kind of flippy but that's filled by fds and when it's brand new and overstable that's filled by fd2 so it has this like lack of identity as a disc that's hard to get people to like actually like truly throw it and you tap onto that where it's just like okay now you have like the royal rage 2 that isn't an fd2 and it just like more reason to not like this mold because i think when the meta instincts first came out everyone bought them all out and they were popular and then the royal rage 2 came out and i feel like people just were like this is not an fd2 so we're not going to throw instincts anymore and they mm -hmm. kind of like you know whether it's consciously or subconsciously boycotted this entire disc 
Yeah. But I, yeah, I think you're right. Like, it's still like a really solid disc. Yeah, there was a lot of rage on the uh, Royal Rage too. Yeah, with the Royal Rage too. Like, I love that stamp. Mm-hmm. I love like, the stamp that's too. That's I love the one. plastic too. I love that, that plastic. And the nice thing is, you can find them for like fifteen bucks. <laughs> I know what other like nice backups. Man, I left my Royal Rage, my first one, out on the course one time, and someone called me back, and they said, "Yeah, I have your disc," and I was like, "Oh, awesome!" And then I was like, "Let's meet at some point so I can get it back." And then they must have looked up the disc or something like that, and uh, I got ghosted after that. <laughs> that happened to me with the Night Strike too, actually. Uh, somebody called me up and was like, "Oh, I'll get it back to you. I'll be in Portland next month." So a month goes by, I message him again. He's like, oh, it got pushed back. I'll be up there next week. And then never heard from him after that again. <laughs> Man, I'm sorry, guys. I cannot find this sketch. Oh, next right. time, I will find it. And next time, I will show it to you guys. Um, it's in a, I swear I just saw this in a pile, too. Um, but I don't know where it is. So bottom line, talking about the mind bender, we probably went through... 40 to 50 sketches for the mind bender more than we ever have. Cause I did my take on a mind bender and then, you know, then we went through a, a few other things uh, back and forth, trying to nail it down. Like I, I did, um, you know, I was thinking more sci-fi or fantasy where I actually had like a face with big eyes. Some of them had like, just tentacles wrapping around the guy's head. Some of them were like big mechanical things around it. And the face was like this real, like glossy eyed, you know, no eyeballs, just big white eyes. Um, and Simon wanted something less figurative. Um, so we went through, we went through a bunch of, he wanted more than the animal. We went through, I don't know how many different animals I was making up animals. You know, I had like a, <laughs> Fox, cat, squirrel mix. I don't even know what you'd call it in space, you know. And so, like you know, that's what we ended up on. And uh, I was actually unsure how people would react to that one. You know? I absolutely, and yeah. It's, it's been a lot more positive than I thought it was going to be. I was like, man, after all the hate that I got for for the Sky God and the Cloudbreaker 3, I was like, people are going to hate this. But, I mean, people <laughs> love it, which is awesome, you know. I think it's one of my so, favorite ones. I was actually surprised that when you went like amphibious, that you didn't go axolotl and that you guys went like frog. Um, that caught me off guard because I was like, oh, yeah, like I can see the axolotl being there perfectly centered and that's Simon. Um, but I absolutely love it. I love the lettering. The lettering is just, yeah. I don't know, there's a whole, something about it that just draws me in. <laughs> like I'm, I don't yeah. throw MD ones, but I'm about to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I loved MDs. I have some really sweet old school mds that i got from uh even before i started doing artwork with them you know the Discmania uh rv happened to be at my local course and i just stopped by they were uh they were doing like an event there eagle was there and uh and so i went and um they did a competition and it was a putting competition how many putts you can make in a minute from 30 feet out and true story I beat Eagle in a minute in a competition. <laughs> I mean, 
he had a he had a down minute because he was doing it with everyone and yeah oh, no, 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 no. you you still beat him no need to say why you, yeah you whooped so his ass <laughs> because i beat him and because i got so many 30 foot putts in a minute i got i don't know how much free plastic i ended up walking away with like four or five discs and i still have those in fact i found one um and my daughter's you know she's got a little innova just like over the shoulder bag and i borrowed it because we were i was going we were going on a trip i was like i just need a small bag to take with me can i use yours the discs i found in that bag i was just like oh my god i was like can't have this anymore you can't have this anymore you know there was uh there was like a team stamp md3 in there there was uh old school really swirly md with this like gorgeous like silver black like smoky stamp on it and i was like oh my god i cannot believe she has these in her bag <laughs> More you guys want to see really cool. something cool that uh that will probably never see the light of day but i wish it would have Always. absolutely show us Ooh. Oh, that's Can you read what's written on there? CB3 mm -hmm. DM. Yeah. The Cloudbreaker 3. That sweet. was supposed to be the Cloudbreaker 3. The first the first iteration what from when UC and I were talking about it. And then Eagle wanted something different. And now that, that's probably the one of the ones where I was actually disappointed we went another direction. Because I was just loving the sci-fi spaceship type of deal yeah no i like that a lot but see you know like shape shape like an eagle but just like almost star trek ish yeah, type, type yeah. Of deal then i was gonna have all these these clouds more digital coming off the back and so uh and so but we ended up going a different direction which i i mean like i said i think it came out great um but that was one that I was really stoked about. That's probably the only time that sketch will be seen unless uh, they decide to ever use that again for anything. Well, that's where, like, I don't know what, like, the rules and, like, everything, but isn't this where, like, you got a cricket machine now? Can't you, like, print that off on a shirt and have, like, your own Soul Crusher, like, you know, what could have been prototype DMCB3, you know, <laughs> question mark or whatever, and have, like, it on a shirt? <laughs> I, I mean, that would be great, you know. I mean, heck, even just doing that with my own stamps on a bunch of, you know, cloud breakers. Yeah, I like it. I mean, you might take off the CB3 to sew it, but you can leave, like, the DM and be, like, Soul Crusher. Yeah. And then, I mean, because I think it's one of those things, like, I really like the stamp. And when you look at the history of the cloud breaker, you went, like, a very, like, you know, reality. Here's an eagle in clouds, mm -hmm. like, realistic view to video game feel to now sci-fi futuristic like that's all tells a story to me versus like oh yeah like now we took this like alternate and went more like this fantasy world or god like egyptian gods kind of like root which is like it's still this kind of for me it wasn't the natural flow which was like what you just showed is a natural flow to that whole cloud breaker one two three arc mm -hmm. yeah no one posts that on the internet. No one record that. <laughs> um, too late. Too late. Too late. We're live. <laughs> Got you. Here's my next shirt, guys. Check this out. <laughs> but no, I think that's awesome. I love to see that. Like, just where art kind of 
like how many different designs you have like you said like you're making up an animal for simon's stamp to try to like get him happy and that's where it brings us back to like the conversation of like we understand people for fan or like as a fan we want to see something but this is really an like artist and you know the the, the pro like conversation and design that's coming to life you know it's what simon wants it want it's what like leo wanted it's what you know nate perkins and eagle want so like at the end of the day art isn't always for you art is for these individuals that you know so it's like it's you know, it's literally i mean that that's hitting it right on the nail on the head it's it's literally me interpreting their vision mm-hmm because they're the ones that make these decisions. I don't, you know, I, I, they, we have a lot of back and forth constantly and I, I give my feedback and when we do sketches, um, I'll do, you know, I mean, depending on what the disc is these days, I usually have a general idea of what they want. So there'll, there'll be fewer sketches up front. Um, and then we'll just go over it. We'll talk about it. We'll pick and choose what we like. You know, maybe there's one design that they really like, and we just can go straight with that. Sometimes they'll be like, well, I like this piece of this design, and I like this piece of this design. Can you put that together, and let's see how it looks. Um, but bottom line is, you know, usually it's the player's final decision. You know, I mean, uh, everyone at Discmania is more about uh, – you know, how, how the illustration can be branded and, um, you know, how are we going to put the top, fit the type, the logo and everything? Cause that obviously has to be very prominent on the disc. So that's one thing that I have to plan for on the disc is like, and, and a lot of times when I send them stuff, I'll just mock in the logo where I, where I want it to go. And I'll be like, this is what I'm thinking for this. Yeah. So, but it's, it's usually, um, once we get the design that we want and the player really approves the final artwork, then it just goes to like, okay, is it stampable and can we get the branding on it? Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much the process. Did I ever show you guys this one? I don't know if I showed you guys this one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think you showed it to this last time, but that's still one of my favorite yeah. absolute like sketches. Like I love this sketch better than like what showed up on the, it's just so much more detail and depth well there i mean yeah this was one of the ones where i really pushed the detail because yeah the the stamp just as it's one of my favorite pieces of art that i've done but it's one of my least favorite stamps because it it was just so detailed that it just did not come out Yeah. yeah Well, that's where like we were talking earlier about the triple stamp. I forgot I had this like on hand, but it's like here's a triple stamp, and you can see like literally you have line, which is a stamp, the red and the gold, and it is allows, and then the negative space. So like four kind of layers to really start to separate, and you can see like the background here, which like separate from the individual while being the same stamp. Like I feel yeah. like for me, like Dismania, if you're listening to us, Manny, send this to them, like. <laughs> they need to get a triple stamp machine because I feel like this is literally the evolution of like if Infinite and TSA are setting the bar for triple stamps, that means you as a main manufacturer are behind a smaller company and you need to catch up because this is what people are starting to want to see and what they're getting used to. You know, yeah. people are people are going to TSA because of their stamps. And like yes, they have an amazing artist and amazing stamps. 
but I would also still put like Manny up there as like one of the goats in this game. And Dismania needs to do like a little bit of effort to keep like not only you relevant, but keep like their desk being produced and up at that same quality of now like a new standard. Yeah, I, I think we could do some really awesome stuff. Like even with the new Cloudbreaker, just I just imagine what I could have done with the clouds and like, you know, the the beak on the bird and the eyes you can make stuff pop really really well you know because yeah. i i love the cloud breaker stamp but you know I, I would like i would like to see that background a different um you know a different stamp color the clouds and then the, the clouds are head. different yeah just I mean, so cool. the head of that eagle pops even more yeah right? all right M manny as i'm looking at this what is the tiny little word right here is is it my name? <laughs> is it my name? <laughs> is it my signature? <laughs> Hold it looks on, I like, grab one. It looks like MPF. Like I was looking at all the details. We were talking about how he details everything so well, and I like how you have so much small details, but you don't lose the overall picture. Because sometimes, if you have too much little details, you get caught up in that. But this one, you if you're looking at it, you're like, oh, it's an eagle. There's clouds. But then, like, you can sit there and take. But I'm looking at the left side about even with the yeah. eyes. Yeah, that's my signature. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Cody. Come on. No. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I'm like, I can't find the bear, but I found it. <laughs> you know, you I always little... look for the bear when I do these as well, just because it's usually um, months. Like, I finished this stamp before the Cloudbreaker 3 came out. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Okay, so really? it's just, it, yeah, I mean, Discmania is usually sitting on, I'd say around three to five stamps at a time that are done, that they have, that are ready to be printed. Um, and I'm working on three at the moment. Can't say what they are, but... Uh, you know, I, I talked with a lot of people last week at Worlds about, you know, just sitting down. I got a, I, I, I was lucky enough to get there on Friday um, and I went straight to the Fly Mart and walking around, I ran into Ella and Dana and they're like, hey, we're about to have a team dinner. Are you coming? I was like, I don't know anything about it. And they're like, well, you're coming. Ella was adorable. She was like, you could be my plus one. So we went. <laughs> And it, it was fun. I, uh, I, uh, hold on. I don't know if you saw any of my photos on, um, on, uh, Instagram. <laughs> but these are temporary tattoos. Okay. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I found a place that I could get a ton of temporary tattoos and they could get them to me in less than a week. Cause I didn't even think about going to worlds until a few weeks ago. And, uh, so I was trying to figure out what can I get together? I was like, I know my sticker guy can get me stickers in a few days. And I was looking up other stuff and, um, I didn't have enough time to get any shirts done. Um, and I, uh, I, I thought about someone gave me the idea of temporary tattoos when I was there for the DDO. And so I was handing them out to people with my card, um, telling them I was going to have a, a, a giveaway on Instagram. I actually need to post the winner on that. 
um, you know, if they tagged me with the tattoo on there and everything. Um, but man, you know who loved those tattoos was the pros. Oh, they absolutely love. And specifically Casey White. You know what, Casey, if you're listening to this, I don't know if you're in here or not, or if you're in the lounge, but man, thank you. That was so much fun. Casey, like he, uh, I have pictures of, uh, I don't know how well like pictures will show up. Um, if I show them on the, uh, on the video here. Can you see this? Oh, yeah. It's blurry, but yeah, it's just... Oh, there oh, it is. Hey. <laughs> Simon, Simon Flexen with a bear tattoo on. <laughs> Simon has some freaking guns. <laughs> that guy's oh, ripped. picture. I German hope I didn't delete that baby. picture. <laughs> Eagle on his forehead? Yeah. But, like, it, it just... Emerson Keith. Oh, hell yeah. Who can we talk into getting a real tattoo of this? That's the real question. I was just thinking about getting a real tattoo of it myself. Oh, that's why I was there looking at go. my arm. I was like, I've kind of been due for a All new right. tattoo. Garrett Gerthy's <laughs> got it on his... Uh, I got the light on my uh, on my camera on, so you can't totally tell. But Garrett like right Gerthy had it on his arm. And that was... This was right before the final round, too. <laughs> Did he have it on during coverage? Uh... That's like Garrett, a he did, but he has long sleeve shirt when he plays, so I don't know if it was visible. And That's I the real life. On, uh, find the bear. <laughs> Owen Scoggins. <laughs> I like how he's just flexing on us. All these pros on his I phone, know. like here's, yeah. here's uh, um, Catalina. I forget her last name. I have to look it up, but she's putting one on Jennifer Allen. Poor Jennifer <laughs> Allen. Did you hear what happened to her? No. She partially tore her peck on the last day, like on hole seven, 16 or 17, you know, um, actually it was, it was 15. Cause I was, I saw Avery at the tee box is 16 and she threw on 16 and she just let out this scream and you know, it just, it's, uh, no, it was actually 18 that she was teeing off on. Um, so it must have been on 17 when she did it. And Avery was like, yeah, she just tore her peck on the last on the last hole. So, like, she got her tattoo on her left arm because she couldn't even lift her right arm, man. So I, I hopefully she's all right. Hopefully it's not too bad. Um, you know, I don't fully quote me officially on if it's a torn peck or not. But, I mean, she strained it at minimum. So hopefully she heals up quick. But, yeah. And uh, we did this picture. I don't know how much you'll be able to see of that one, but if you go on my Instagram on Soul Crusher, you got so many people in there. <laughs> you got right in the middle on the bottom, that's uh, U Disc Dan. And then in the background, my favorite part of this picture is this person in the background. That's Tristan Tanner. He's lifting up his shorts because his was on his thigh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, heck so yeah. It was a good time, man. And so I've already started brainstorming. I was like, what other? I was like, I don't want to do the bear for every event. I was like, I want to do something different. So I actually have a couple other good ideas uh, for, um, you know, if they decide to do Disc Golf Con next year in Vegas, I'm going to go to that. I think DDO is going to be a regular thing just because it's a it's an eight-hour drive. Mm -hmm. 
so like I left early Friday and I was there by five o'clock Friday afternoon and able to go to the fly mart, you know, yeah. there for championship Saturday left early Sunday to get back to be with the family. Okay. So, but it, it was fun, man. No, I mean, I love to see that. Like, cause it is like, I mean, I think with the, the announcers, like the commentators, the like kind of just posts and people talking about, you know, Oh, it's in Kansas. Nobody's here. The, the atmosphere is like down compared to like normal, like past worlds. And I was just like, so it's re- like refreshing to hear like, no, here's this other side of it where it was still very much a world and excitement and fun and like everyone actually having a blast. And it wasn't just like as I think morose as some people were making it seem. Man, but how about that final of worlds? Talk yeah. about deja vu, man. And and being there, you know, I was lucky enough to be there last year and was standing right there for the holy shot. Saw the whole thing from slightly up the hill. So got a great view of the whole thing. <laughs> And then to see this, you know, Aaron's Aaron's like upshot on 18 to put it within like 15 feet. I was like, yes, because I'm totally stoked that Paul won. You know, I it was awesome to be there for the the history of, of a six-time champion. But Aaron's from Colorado. And <laughs> I played with his dad. 20 years ago right you know i mean we weren't we weren't great but the disc golf world 20 years ago was so much small maybe not 20 maybe like 15 was so much smaller than then in colorado everyone knew everyone you'd go out to a course or a tag match and you knew everyone out there now it's totally different um so i met him here they're they're from from the western slope um, so you'd only see him at certain tournaments. I think the first time I met him was at the tournament at Winter Park. Um, but yeah, so I've known who Aaron is for a long time. And, you know, the first time I, I really, really got to know Aaron was probably uh, at USDGC, I think around 2018. So being from Colorado, you know, I was I was just so stoked, you know, just to see it and, you know, the see him get the lead. Oh man, that that putt that Paul made on seventeen was such a heartbreaker for me. <laughs> but that I was just so stoked to see Aaron get that birdie on eighteen. But man, his 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 drive. And then again, you know, going back to the deja vu, you're talking about tying it on the last hole with a great upshot. You know, it wasn't the holy shot, but it was a great upshot. And then going to an island hole for for the playoff. I mean, I was yeah. just like this. I mean, this is total deja vu. And then when Aaron's shot came in, I mean, literally three to four inches higher. It hit the ledge like just a forward road. skip, like not even like hits the edge and dub. If it hits the edge and gets a little bit of push, there it is. Like well, the, <laughs> the thing about that, it's it's uh, the grass there. You, I don't know if you can tell on the coverage, but when you're there, like where the grass is, there's about maybe an inch to two inches of where it drops off. Like the mm. grass drops off to where the dirt is, and that's where his disc hit. Like literally two inches higher, he skips up and he's on the grass and has a putt. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, and I was I was sitting there. I I sat most of that day on 16. Um, 
with uh, the double eights. You guys know who the double eights are? Mm-hmm. So, so their whole theory is uh, it's a bunch of dudes from a bunch of good friends from um, Kansas City. And they got the idea because there's the eight holes at, at uh, Maple Hill. You know, all the people yeah. that sit on hole eight, you know, and then cheer people on, you know. Um, so they got the idea. Their whole theory is we're the double eights because we're on hole 16 and we're that makes us twice as good. Right. So they're hysterical. <laughs> they're great guys. And Quite petty. Um, I like it. <laughs> so they sit there. They wear these pink flamingo shirts and have these like tie dye blue pants. And in front of them, they put pink flamingos in the ground right on the rope. And they're on hole 16 all day. And uh, I met them at DDO. I was stoked that they were there. I was hoping they'd be there at Worlds. You know, my plan is to hang out. We're talking about doing some stuff together. But I, so I was sitting there on 16 for pretty much most of the day. And uh, it was just, it, it was, I mean, we saw that shot just come in and hit that ledge and just be like, nope yeah so it was a bummer but i'm stoked for aaron you know he was still happy with the way that he played you know no i think that's a huge like like everyone talks about the big putt and don't get me wrong huge it's absolutely crushing but it's paul Macbeth hitting an amazing putt like i've seen that time and time again and i always remind people when they brought that up but i'm like no 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 aaron's upshot on 18 to me is more impressive because you see people three, four putting on that green because of rollaways like crazy. The fact that he threw this amazing upshot, even Paul McBeth afterwards left his low. And it's not because he left it low. It's because he's trying to land soft by the basket. He left, like he put it into the ground. just a little too low because he was worried about the skid. When's the last time you yep. saw like Paul McBeth take a putt and hit cage and didn't leave it high. It's because that slope is so slanted. So for Aaron to throw this amazing upshot that spikes in, doesn't skip, just sits there like that to me was just like, okay, he's ready to play. He's down by one hit exactly the shot he needed to do. He's ready for like playoff, you know? And I was just like heartbroken to be like, at least give us like one or two more holes. Like to see it like happen that way was like, flip of Macbeth last year losing to Conrad when he threw out of bounds and Conrad yeah. it's just like oh man the parallels are ridiculous yeah it was crazy man and and yeah that upshot because that easily could have like you said if it was just a slightly different angle could have skipped down that hill and I was I was standing on a chair because I ran from 16 to 18 and brought my chair with me and uh and was standing on my chair but i still couldn't see the grass where it hit i had to look around and be like did it stick did it stick what happened you know and then uh i mean paul that putt on 18 he's lucky on that putt on 18 that it's that it sat because that yeah. easily could have just rolled all the way down so i happened to sexton on day one right we saw him take yeah. a seven on that hole because hits basket and it rolls out of bounds <laughs> Yeah, I mean, can you imagine if that would have happened and that would have been the finish? That would have been insane. Yeah, so, yeah. But I'm glad. I, you know, I'm I'm stoked that Paul won. You know, it's kind of fitting that it was a deja vu of last year and he was able to to pull it out. You know, I mean, but Paul and Aaron, how stoked is Discraft at the yeah. moment, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
I know. I I mean, they're doing a lot of good things and taking a chance. Like, I think Aaron needs a big contract bump. I, I hope that he doesn't fall short like, was it Nathan Queen? Like, I still feel like he didn't have the big push that he needed after winning, what was it, USDGC last year? Or was it no, the No, he won the uh, uh, Disc Golf Pro Tour Championship. The Pro Tour Championship. Sorry, that's what he won. And he didn't even get the promoted. He didn't get the push to the main team. Like, it's like, oh, man, here's like Innova – should be pushing this player. So I hope Discraft, if you're listening, <laughs> pushes like Aaron into this next spotlight because he needs to be supported. We need to see him on tour. We need that Adam Hammes push to where he becomes like this everyday kind of name now. And he's young too. He's he's only like 24 or 25. When he's showing yeah. like his – wasn't his big thing like he went away for college, finished college, and then came back to the Pro Tour? Wasn't that him? Uh, I'm not officially sure on like what he did for a while, but okay. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I think Cody's I think nodding about but it, that. Yeah, I think yeah, they so, talked about that on uh, coverage. And I think it's yeah. good because you have professional sports where people forego education in order to like participate, and then you know, injury or something happens, and you see all these pro athletes have no college education, no future planning because the sport didn't pan out. And I feel like that's such an important thing to push to where it's like. Yes, again, and Burr is probably going to have his whole life in disc golf, but what if he injures himself? And it could just be like a fluke, right? It could be a car accident. It could be, you know, him messing around and dislocating his shoulder on ca- like for a camera or, or, or like, but now he's going to have like a homeschooled education and a lack of college education. You know, if disc golf doesn't work out, what are those options for him? So for me, like the Gossage being able to show, like, get your college education disc golf is still going to be here and you're not going to be forgotten. You're not going to be passed. You're able to come and make a world push. I think it's such an important statement to make. Yeah. yeah. Cody, are you looking at me weird because I have a cat just climbing? No, all I'm, over. Looking at Paige <laughs> weird. I'm looking at Paige weird. Cause he's putting bad juju on Gannon Burr. He's like, yeah, if he breaks his arm, when he, when he, <laughs> if he gets in a car accident, he's going to have nothing. Yeah. I'm just like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then he goes, Oh, Mr. T like stay in school kids. You better get right <laughs> Don't do drugs. <laughs> yeah. Get your sleep. Don't do drugs. Disc golf sometimes. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, okay, I feel like, you know, Paul won and we talked about Discraft was a big winner. But, again, being from Colorado, I think Colorado was a big winner at Worlds as well. There were numerous days that Colorado had multiple people on the lead card. You know, I'm bummed that, you know, the Eagle had the glass thing happen. Um, definitely affected his game. I saw him on Friday. Um, it wasn't a horrible, horrible cut. What he said was bothering him is just because he was throwing, it just kept bleeding. He's like, yeah, man, yeah. I had to change so many bandages and wipe it the whole time. Um, but between Aaron and, and Eagle and Tristan – I mean, what, Tristan and Aaron were on the lead card one day. Eagle and Aaron were on the lead card another day. And then Aaron was on the lead card, you know, every day after the first day. I mean, Tristan educated people what the B pool is and how it exists and that you're not just forgotten. Like, hey, guys, there's this whole alternate. Because, like, how many people are like, why is it Eagle in first? Why is it Paul in first? It's like, well, here's this B pool. And look at Tristan and how well he shot. That's why they're not first and they're second. <laughs> like, yeah, educated everybody. <laughs> I mean, they were talking about it on coverage multiple times that, you know, 
This is the first time ever someone has come from the B pool to be on a lead card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, Tanner's been around for a long time, so to have this breakthrough tournament is super exciting, and yeah. like hopefully well, I mean, he builds on it. He got what did he did he get second at the Las Vegas Challenge like two or three years ago? He got, he had a pretty good showing at the Las Vegas Challenge, which really kind of was the first time it put him on the map. Okay, yeah, I mean that could be like three, yeah, three, two, three four years ago. I don't know. We'll have our yeah. stat man Josh pull it up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 hint, hint. But, no, I mean, with that, that's kind of bringing us to our hour, so we can kind of transition to some of our closing thoughts. Uh, Cody, do you want to start us off? I'm still just upset with you and your bad juju, but (laughs) um, I think people should appreciate art on disc for what it is. Um, You know, so, so many people have heard so many people complaining about art, but you don't really know what goes into it. You don't know it's a collaboration between multiple people, multiple companies. And so I think that kind of sucks from like the artist point of view. And like, man, you've kind of showed us what that looks like, where it's it's a whole. I mean, how many sketches do you make for one thing? It's, well, like I said, for the mind bender, I think I probably did about 50. Minimum yeah. is probably three. But again, you know, when it comes down to three sketches, it's usually because it's usually with disc mania and it's because we've done a series of discs that I really know what we're looking for at that point in time. Um, But yeah, I mean, it could be on average for someone I have not worked with before, I'd say at least 20. Yeah, And then there's the back and forth of, you know, cleaning it up and figuring out which one is best and whether or not we need to, um, you know, pick and choose what we want. Yeah. So it's just making me think like, yeah, really, really appreciate the the amount of different aspects. Like when you guys were talking earlier and I was just sitting here like looking at all this because I I throw the disc. But do I really ever sit and look like put time into it? So it's just really cool. And. I think people would appreciate if you, you know, kind of shared that process more because I found it pretty fascinating. I'm not even big into art or anything. I'm a, you know, I'm a PE teacher. I'm not the art teacher, but yeah, we already discussed that. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's why I'm the PE teacher. I forget things all the time. Dodgeball. But yeah, just uh, appreciate the art, appreciate the process. And I thought it was really cool what you shared. Yeah. And, and that's why, you know, I mean, for those of you that weren't listening earlier, or I don't even know if I said it on the live, um, here shortly um i'm i'm hoping for about two weeks i'm going to start my own live stream um where all i'm going to discuss is uh the art of the disc and um you know i'm hoping you know you showed you showed one uh page uh that's a marmoset design that triple foil design i'm definitely want to get marm on one time to talk Mm -hmm. to him about some stuff you know there's there's a few of us artists. We have a we have a Facebook group together. I mean, there's probably about 25 artists in there, and man, it's just so amazing some of the art that comes through. And so we, we share thoughts, we share process, we share a lot of different things. So I, it would be nice, you know. My idea is um, whenever anyone has a new release coming out or something big, you know, I'd like to get these artists on there to talk to it and you know maybe point out other art that they like and 
you know, art on discs that they like or something like that. But definitely just want to really emphasize what the art is, you know, not necessarily the molds or the plastic or the company, unless it's very specific, you know, like talking about triple foil, a lot of that done is done through uh, MVP. Um, you know, I don't know if infinite gets their triple foil through MVP, but there's also, you know, even talk about the ins and outs of designs, you know, one thing that you'll notice about anything that's triple foil is there has to be the sprue in the middle, which is the blank circle in the middle. Um, and I think that's because how they do the registration to make sure the triple foil is, uh, works correctly, but you know, just, yeah, exactly. And you know, the, the more you do it, the more you learn how to actually use that as part of the design. Um, but there's definitely a lot of people I would like to bring on to, uh, to, to talk about that. Um, but yeah, just literally just talking the art of the disc and, and again, you know, talk about history of, of art on discs and and you know talk about you know the qualities of the designs that we like you know i want i want to each week i want to talk about a new disc that's coming out um and, and what i like about the art you know just just that's it the art of the disc oh yeah no, i absolutely love that but you know for you guys that are still hanging on with us you just had it heard it here first and it's confirmed that there is the luminosity of artists in a group chat, paving way for the future of our on discs. You don't have control. You don't have a say. We have the Illuminati, our Illuminati of artists that are paving way. With oh, yeah. Look pressure. at that one. <laughs> yeah. Who did I the Gremlin? It. I want another Gremlin. Make me a Gremlin. Dude, I would love to do a Gremlin. I would full on do a Gremlin. Please. Please. <laughs> Well, Josh, do you have any closing thoughts for us? Yeah, I want to thank Manny for coming on. It's, it's awesome to have you back again and, and hear where you're at and what's coming up next for you. Excited to hear that podcast. And for everyone listening, please, please reach out to this Manny and tell him to do some triple stamps. Email him, <laughs> call him. I'll take double at this let point. Let them know it's what we want. No, That's awesome. It. I got Manny. one last thing to remind everyone. Um, I will let the loungers know first, but I got a bunch of beautiful, beautiful MD3s that I will be posting on my site soon. I do have some Cosmic Wolves. I got some of this design. I swear there's other designs, but I don't want to go through this whole box. And uh, the sweet towel clips with the bear towels, these yeah. will be up on my site hopefully soon. I was hoping to have them up after the show, but... Um, I'm working pretty much three jobs between freelance stamp design, between Solar Crusher, and between my day job. Plus, I coach my son's soccer team. So, just I'm not going to have them up after the show. But when I get them up, hopefully this weekend, as usual, I will post to the lounge first. So, you guys will have first dips. Well, and I mean, Good, because this is us live on Thursday, but we tried to have, this is a good plug, right? We tried to have it live on all the formats, so YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, on Monday. So if you guys are listening to this, go check out Soul Crusher. He should have them up since this is after the weekend, so you can pick up some. I'm excited for these towel clips because I lose too many towels, and I feel like this is going to save me money, and I'm sorry, I'm definitely excited for that, but go check out Soul Crusher. Um, Manny, it's always an absolute pleasure to have you on here. I'm absolutely like entranced every time you're here, where it's just like, you know what? You talk. I'll just listen. Uh, so I'm looking forward to your podcast, being able to kind of tune into that and actually just 
like listen and not feel like I had to fill any type of like silence or void. So um definitely excited for that. With this end of uh worlds and moving on to two different championships, I just wanted to remind everybody that championship level courses are for championship <laughs> level players. Cody, I know what you're saying, but it's a good reminder for people that when you see these courses, like they're designed to be hard and not for the everyday man. So as always, guys, like, subscribe, go check out Art of Empty on Instagram. Manny, thank you again. Go check out Soul Crusher, guys. So keep jamming in the rough, everyone. <laughs>